If you had known in this your day even thou the things that are for your peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Although we're not yet finishing the liturgical year, and the usual Gospels warning us about the end of this world, today our Holy Mother the Church, in her divine wisdom, is offering us this lamentation of Jesus upon Jerusalem, who didn't acknowledge on time that salvation was brought to her. The prophecy of Jesus was realized 40 years later, with civil war and finally the fall of Jerusalem, put to ruins and flames by the Roman armies led by Titus. The history tells us that in their madness, due to hunger and the difficulties of a long siege, the defenses of the Temple of Jerusalem set themselves fire to the city and the temple, while the Roman armies were trying to preserve the splendid monument and the city. The Roman soldiers were sent to punish the people because of their riots, but all along their military operation, it seems that they encounter many difficulties, like if God himself was trying to give a last chance to his beloved chosen people, holding the revenge harm to offer salvation, providing repentance. This long page of history of the Roman Empire and the province of Judea was the accomplishment of the prophecy of Jesus we read this morning. How it happened, I briefly told you the main facts. How it happens again shows again the great mercy of God for the ones he elected and fulfilled the criteria of the biblical prophecy in four points. The report of the iniquity of the people the threats of the punishment, a call to conversion, and finally the realization of the punishment if conversion didn't happen. Jesus saw with his own eyes the iniquities of some of the members of his people, who were mainly the leaders, Pharisees, priests and doctors. Those he loved with his whole heart were the matter of a special attention. How many times do we hear different speeches of Jesus to the Pharisees or all the chiefs of the people? He warned them several times, but always wanted their conversion. Some did, like Joseph of Arimathea or Nicodemus. Many were frightened because of Caiaphas, the high priest, and the rest were blind because they refused to acknowledge in him the promised Messiah to Eden and Eve. This prophecy we heard today was a token of mercy given to the Pharisees, a sort of deep prayer of Christ with tears and sighs. Jesus begged the conversion of Jerusalem. Why would you say, why such a long part over a moment of our history which happened 2,000 years ago? The lamentation of Christ was a prophecy which has been already realized. Why should we care about it? The words of Christ were said at one moment of our history, but they resound in eternity. Christ is concerned 
without salvation. He wept over the Pharisees and Jerusalem, but also over our iniquities and lack of fidelity, lack of trust, faith, hope and charity. Jesus was about to give his life for the salvation of the world. He foresaw in his divine science that many of his sufferances would be wasted, even for one was already too much. Today, we contemplate Jesus crying and weeping, begging for our conversion, because we didn't know the time of our visitation. However, is everything lost? Is it hopeless? Let's get back to the teaching of our history. Jesus' prophecy took 40 years to be fulfilled. While we hear this prophecy today, it means Jesus is giving us some more time to amend our lives, to practice penance and mortification for our wicked past, to increase with the help of His grace the virtues of faith, hope and charity that we were entrusted, that were given to us through the sacrament of baptism. In His bounty, God is allowing us some more time to come back to Him to become a true son of God, to receive only one tear of Jesus in our hearts, to be transformed just hearing the cry, seeing our beloved Saviour weeping for us. How could we not be moved in such contemplation of the care of our Redeemer for our salvation? Let's claim for justice and mercy. Jesus wants to offer it to us. Let's not be afraid of the justice. Let's welcome the mercy. These two elements of the ocean of love of the Sacred Heart, we can understand in the blood and water poured out of the open side of Christ, dead for our sins upon the cross. The justice of the Lord are right, rejoicing hearts, and his judgment sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. For thy servant keepeth them. We will read in the, in the Offertory Antiphon later. God is my helper, and the Lord is the protector of my soul. We just read in the intro of the Mass. May our reception of thy holy sacrament, O Lord, thus purify us from sin and grant us unity in thy service. We will read in the post communion prayer. The confidence we must have is comforted at the reading of this text of the Mass. After putting in front of our, of, in front of our eyes a solemn warning of what could be ours if we do not answer the call of Christ to become saints, the Church, knowing that we could be frightened, presented us in the same time the comfort we will find in God's grace through the sacraments of penance, the Offertory, and Eucharist, the Communion and Tithrin and the Past Communion. The Holy Sacrifice of the Mass is a part of the prophecy being realized in us when we truly devoutly attend it. We receive and are transformed through the grace of Christ. Christ wept upon Jerusalem before offering his passion. The tears he cried could be represented at Mass with a sprinkle of holy water, this so powerful sacramental we receive so often 
without paying any attention before the offering of the sacrifice of the Mass, renewal of the sacrifice of the cross. So many tears, so many warnings, and we still haven't done anything. While we receive them, while we hear them, it's still time to amend our lives. Let's not waste any longer all these graces poured upon us. Let's profit one more time of all these gifts offered to us. Our Lady herself came upon earth to weep over the ingratitude of men. In La Salette, she complained to two children, Maxima and Melanie, that she could not hold any longer the harm of her son. She asked for penance and conversion, renewing 1,900 years later the prophecy of her son for the world. Since 1846, so many outrages were made against Christ and his saints. Our own sins added extra weight in the balance of the iniquities of the world. Let's heartily answer the tears of our dear Redeemer and his beloved mother. Let's hear the call of conversion begged to us this morning. Penance and abandon to the grace of God are the keys to escape the punishment of the prophecy. Do not follow the example of these Jesus loved and despised him. Penance and grace are the key for the kingdom of heaven to enjoy with Our Lady and the court of angels and saints a deserved crown of glory. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen.